Nerds, this week's episode is brought to you by Jinx. Jinx is the clothing store that allows you to show your nerd pride with honor. Go to Jinx.com and use three angry nerds at checkout to get 15% off your order. Again, that's Jinx.com. Check them out, guys, and on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Three Angry Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dennis. Hey there, I actually have something to be angry about today. Oh, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta live up to our namesake every so often, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we have Casey. Hi, I guess, yeah, there's something I'm angry about too. Okay. Look at that. This is like the alternate of uh, Thanksgiving. It's like, what are we hateful for today? (laughs) And uh, Jamie, rounding out the case. Hey, Um, I'm always angry. So (laughs) this would take much for some of us to get angry, right? I think Jamie, you and I would just like we'll we'll find something, right? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, First bit of news: the ESRB. Is uh, has ruled that uh, loot boxes are not gambling. So loot boxes, if you're not too familiar, if you live under a rock, are like those little things that you can buy in game that will, you know, pull you'll kind of tilt around a bit. Some sparkles come out. They give you some things. Almost always disappointing. Uh, I guess they ruled that it's not gambling. And then there's also something in the UK right now where uh, there's a petition signed that. The UK government now has to pay attention to that. Similarly, that you know these loot boxes are considered gambling. So uh, let's start with you, Dennis. Do you think loot boxes are considered gambling? I wouldn't go that far either. I don't think this is a wrong ruling. I wouldn't really say they're gambling. I can't say I'm too happy about loot boxes, but I certainly don't mind it if loot boxes only give rewards that are cosmetic. Yeah. Um, I did hear about maybe like the new Battlefront being a loot box progression-ish. Like you don't actually progress. You progress by getting loot boxes that then give you stuff in game that helps you, you know, maybe win more. So to that, yeah. like that to me is really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it's the thing. It's like, hey, let's just, uh, you know, here's the game that costs you 60 or $70 or whatever. And then... Uh, Let's also ask you for like $50 more just so you can level up in the game. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, what do you think, Jamie? Are these uh, loot boxes gambling? Uh, I don't think it's gambling. I mean, obviously, it's targeting people that want to, you know, spend the money uh, trying to get whales to, you know, drop a ton of cash. But, I mean, I don't see any problem with it if you're foolish enough to... Uh, you know, spend a ton of money on loot boxes to try to get one thing. That's your uh, prerogative, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. 
No. I think the, you know, it, it, it kind of gets uh, into a big deal. I mean, I, I'll kind of go next and just say, I don't know, like, I feel like, you know, the whole gist of this is, like, a lot of people are saying that it targets kids or unresponsible mm. adults. It's sort of like, you know, the issue that they're finding. It's not Joe Schmo, you know, or someone who generally... Unresponsible adults. Yeah, responsible <laughs> adults. It's people who have no responsibility. And it's like, well, I don't think that's necessarily the loot boxes. I think that's just, you know, uh, children and man-children who do not have, you know, proper control over their bank accounts. Uh, mm -hmm. spending money that they shouldn't or you know in some cases you know like some parents will go onto the console plug in their credit card number and then let their kid go wild and then they get mad when the kid you know gathers up a 300 400 bill well why did you attach your credit card to your console like that just you know exactly like, it's it's <laughs> it's a byproduct of something else that you've done that probably is a bad idea like if you if you really are like blowing all your money on loot boxes you should probably not have a credit card. You should probably just <laughs> stick with the debit yeah. card. And it, I mean, it's not like they're not getting anything out. It would be different if it's like, hey, you have to pay this money and like maybe you'll get something and maybe you won't. Like if you're getting something out of it, like you're buying something. You're not gambling on whether you're getting something, yeah. right? Like right. you always get something out of the loot box. Exactly. So. And I think that's where this is probably yeah. going to get shut down is you're still getting something, you know, whether it's you know, yeah. some dumb skin or a sticker that you don't really need, you're getting something at the very least, right? You know, when I play Hearthstone and I get, you know, I buy a couple card packs or whatever, you know, if I get, you know, a whole bunch of dumb cards I'm never going to use, I mean, I could still use them. I just don't want to use them. I don't, they're not the ones I'm looking for, but, you know, I'm still getting something at the end of the day from them. Yeah, it's like, it's like the, uh, the little vending machines, the little plastic balls with little trinket things in it. Like, it's just like that. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, with video game stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. Just wait till the next Smash Brothers game. All the characters you get are all from loot boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave Nintendo, like, a really bad idea. Don't run with that, please. Uh, they'll be 10 uh, years behind on it, so... <laughs> it, yeah, it'll be 2030 when we start to see uh, yeah. Smash Brothers loot boxes. Is, uh, was there, like, a game in particular, like, a... like? A specific loot box that people are getting upset about or it's just in general like what spurred general. this oh, okay yeah, I don't know. I, like i was reading the articles a lot of it was just like saying like oh yeah it, this this is clearly targeting kids and irresponsible adults to you know try to take advantage <laughs> of them and profit and i'm like well i don't know but i don't think it's any one game in particular i think it's just the general concept and at this point it's kind of you can't really point to one game in particular almost every game nowadays has a loot box system of yeah. some type right so i think it'd be kind of hard to say oh it's overwatch in particular or something like that right because almost every game has them now to some degree yeah that's true yeah <clears throat> um but yeah we'll, we'll find out more about this as time goes on but i'm pretty sure this is not going to go anywhere it's not like the ersrb or anyone's going to come out and say yep they're gambling remove them it's going to probably be more than likely you got to be more responsible with the people who are buying these loot boxes recklessly. Mm -hmm. um, next up, IGN has purchased Humble Bundle. So IGN's like the biggest entertainment news website out there. And they just bought uh, Humble Bundle, which if you're not too familiar with Humble Bundle, it's sort of like a donate or donation service where you can donate money and get a certain number of games. Depending on how much you donate, you get more games uh it's been pretty popular service uh for the past couple years 
and yeah, now IGN's picked it up. What do you guys uh, think of this? Yeah. I, I hope it doesn't change it too much. I think yeah. I read something that said they are going to let them still operate kind of independently, um, but I, I'm not 100% sure. But if that's the case, then I'm okay with it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't really know what it like. What's it gonna mean for a humble bum, hum, humble bundle? I can't say that word. Like, what's <laughs> gonna? I mean, what's gonna change? Uh, IGN has them. Yeah, I kind of am curious about that. I think probably the most glaring thing would probably be that you know when you go to see a game and that humble bundle will probably have like a link to the IGN review of that mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Like you could see uh... what the review of that was immediately. And I guess that could be beneficial to both parties where it's not too kind of in your face but at the same time too if you see a game you don't know about you could click a review and get a pretty quick assessment of whether you the game looks good or not um mm. some people have mentioned too that you know part of the limitations of the humble bundle have always been that it's pc game so if you're a console gamer you kind of get left out i mean there have been a few console game humble bundles but nothing too much so a lot of people are speculating that maybe IGN might kind of push to have some more PS4, Nintendo Switch, uh, Xbox One kind of packages as well, which would be pretty cool. I mm-hmm. think if they could expand it to, uh, you know, other avenues aside from PC gaming, that would open it up uh, quite a bit. And it's just a nice service in general. I mean, these guys, you know, you can donate to uh, different charities you want. So I think IGN would be foolish to, you know, intervene too much with that because at a certain point, you know, do you really want to go and say, oh, here's this great charitable service. Let's intervene so we take some money off. Yeah. Like, that would probably not go <laughs> yeah. too well, right? So That's a good way to ruin your name. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I just bought this great charitable service, and now I'm making all the money off of it. Um, Do we know if IGN owns any other like companies that is non-journalism based? They did buy a like loop box uh manufacturer and distributor it was like really like a no-name guy i can't even remember the, oh. name of the original company but yeah they did buy one and now they do their own like ign loot box kind of deal so oh i see the ones that they actually shipped to your place and yeah yeah exactly yeah, okay of, i yeah. see so um yeah they bought that a while back uh i think that's pretty much it i could be wrong but you know those are kind of i feel like you know in terms of things that they've bought that they've utilized that kind of makes sense i mean like a loot box or humble bundle like those are all things that their audience will probably enjoy regardless so i think that kind of just makes sense so mm. but yeah what do you think jamie any any other thoughts on this uh yeah i mean i'm like i said i'm fine with it just as long as uh they don't really change it up too much i'd I'd really be disappointed like you were saying if they stopped doing the charity stuff and stopped giving you know the games in the different tiers the way they've been doing i really like you know having the i like sometimes i like taking the the chance that like i'm going to donate a little bit more and then one of the games can be really good after the fact even um so yeah i don't know i i'm as long as they don't really mess it up i'll be okay (laughs) and that's the thing like a lot of people are like some people are getting excited for this but it's kind of a case of you know it's rather going to be what they do with it rather than you know sometimes you see a partnership and it's like oh these two come together just you know boom instant money but at this point it's kind of (laughs) like let's see what ign does like i don't think they'll Mm -hmm. mess this up i mean again it would be really terrible uh, on their part if they did but yeah i'd think it'll be fine but we'll see how it goes 
Uh, Blizzard is seeking an artist with knowledge and understanding of the Overwatch universe. So, what could this mean? A new, a new Overwatch. A game? new card game. That would be hilarious mm. if all that this was was just Overwatch the card game. Um, yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking I would I would actually love it if like Blizzard just decided to do that with all their games. Like if they were just like you know what, let's just have all of our games like this and just you know. Diablo card game, Starcraft card right. game. There you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, is is that your legit answer, Dennis? Do you think that's what they're gonna do? No, not at all. I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I speculate it might be an Overwatch sequel, but I don't know because I feel like Overwatch is the kind of game already. Where you don't have to do a sequel to that game. You could just have it as is, yeah. and that would be fine. But I also feel like a sequel would also raking a ton of money for them too so it's like it's hard because i'm like eh, it doesn't need a sequel but i don't know what they would put into a sequel regardless so i don't know i would guess just maybe an expansion is probably the most likely reason i i just don't understand like that all their content is like free so like i don't understand like why they would have to have an expansion because they've just been supporting it with like new maps and new characters and everything and they're not charging for anything um so my personal hope is that it's like some sort of like single player campaign thing uh that would be my like where they could actually use the storytelling that they're doing on you know the side of the actual game where they're doing it outside the game and actually put it in some sort of uh single player experience that'd be pretty cool yeah that would that sounds good because that's what everyone's been clamoring for with that game is a single player mode i I never really like when i started playing that game i never was thinking oh i need a single player mode but i noticed like a lot of people online are asking for that so i could see it being really popular um steam they have uh three sales around this time of the year they have the halloween sale the black friday sale and the winter sale and we have supposed dates for those the halloween sale is this upcoming october 26th until november 1st black friday sales from november 22nd till november 28th and then the winter sales from december 21st till january 4th so um yeah are you do you guys ever pick anything up on those steam sales Always too much. Uh, my <laughs> Steam backlog is disgusting, and it's always the result of me looking on the Steam sales to be like, well, it's only like, you know, $5 right now. I might as well pick it up, and then, you know, three years pass, and I haven't even fired it up yet. So, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's this uh, service that will, like, go through your Steam account and tell you of, like, games you have that you haven't yeah. touched. I really feel like that's just the most depressing thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, I did buy that game and I haven't even <laughs> like zero hours into that game. So, um, yeah, no, I think yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for the, the Steam sales. I always, you know, that's the thing with the PC gaming is, you know, like you, you go in, you know, pretty high with the cost of the hardware and stuff, but you end up saving quite a bit of money going for Steam sales if you can kind of wait it out. You know, like a lot of times these big popular games come out and people are like, hey, buy them day one. A lot of them, I'm like, man, I'm just going to wait for that Steam sale. Smart. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see, because three sales a year, I find that, you know, they kind of, the the discounts aren't as high as they used to be. At least maybe right. I, I feel that way. But um, so I'm kind of wondering if maybe, like, which one of these will have better sales. I feel like maybe the winter sale might have the better sales, but. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What about you, Casey? 
Yeah, I guess I agree because I don't I don't know if I were going to buy something off Steam, but I don't really play PC games that often. Mm. I would wait till the winter sale. I feel like they would save the stuff that was like best for right before the holidays. Yeah. But I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, something was only like four dollars. I would probably buy it anyways, even though I don't (laughs) play PC games (laughs) to have it. I think like one time I bought like FTL faster than life for like a dollar. And then a couple months later I was going through and I saw it had it. So I installed it, played it. I'm like, oh man, I really like this game. And I was like, for a dollar, like I probably got like, you know, 10, 15 hours worth of entertainment out of that game. So uh, it's pretty good value. Um, Visceral Games, they were working on a Star Wars game that was uh, with Amy Henning, who worked on the Uncharted games at the helm. That game has been quote-unquote refocused. Uh, we don't know what that means. Probably means canceled, but we don't know mm-hmm. exactly what that means. But the studio is being shut down. Uh, this is obviously very disappointing news, and it's obviously very uh, disheartening to see people who are working on a game, you know, get a game pulled from underneath them, and they get closed out. So I guess uh, thoughts are with them as they have to go and look for new employment. But uh yeah, what do you get? What do you guys make of all this? Aside from the fact that EA just sucks so much right now, <laughs> they they do suck very much. I don't know. I re- I didn't know that Visceral Games were the people who actually made Dead Space, so I'm really bummed out. Yeah. Um, I love the series. It's kind of sad that I guess there's not going to be any more new Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not too happy about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it sucks. I. It's EA. They could probably throw it to someone else to do it, but it obviously wouldn't be the same or have that same, it's not the same. standard of quality. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it just sucks all around. I mean, we don't even know too much about this game, too, uh, but apparently it, it was just like a fully single-player experience, and EA was like, why isn't it multiplayer? Cancel. Um, so, it's, yeah, really disappointing. Because, hey, they want uh, multiplayer games with all those loot boxes for you to buy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is really sad. But uh, that's EA for you. I, uh, I I saw this funny meme on the internet where it was like, oh, all these great single-player developer publishers, and it showed all these companies, and they just said EA. And not said, you. Not you, yeah. yeah you, oh, yeah, yeah I, I saw that, too. That. Yeah. Did you see uh, that on Reddit? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was great. It's funny. Yeah. Because it shows like people are still making and buying single player games. So I don't know where EA gets off on this thinking that people aren't buying single player games. It's like there's a market there. People are still buying right. them. Like I just picked up uh, the Fractured But Hole, and that's like a fully single player experience. I'm not like clamoring for a multiplayer experience with that. I'm pretty happy with it as is. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like EA is just on their high horse right now being like, yep, everyone wants multiplayer. It's like, no. Um, David Ballard, he used to work for Naughty Dog. He did a lot of the graphic design work, uh, environments and whatnot, especially in the multiplayer side of things. Uh, says he was sexually harassed, and then when he was reported it to Sony proper, he was fired and offered $20,000 to keep quiet on the whole ordeal, which obviously he didn't take because he's now talking about it. But this comes mm. after, of course, not necessarily in the gaming realm, but a lot of sexual harassment stuff with a lot of different people. It's just nastiness. What do you guys make of all this? It's disappointing to hear it. 
obviously it uh, happens in a lot of different industries and uh yeah it's just it sucks that you know to find out that it's going on in one of my favorite companies um because i really like the, the games that naughty dog puts out um right. so to fear that that happened there is kind of a bummer just because, like, I don't know, it seems like they definitely seem to acknowledge that he was correct about it because, you know, I could see if, you know, uh, he was wrong or whatever, they would pro- this probably wouldn't have been an issue, but then they let him go and gave him money to not talk about it. Like, that's pretty sketchy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, this is just his side of the story, so, I mean, I trust that he's telling the truth, but, I mean, there's yeah. two sides, so I guess you never know, but... Yeah, it definitely doesn't look too good for Naughty Dog. And I don't think we got names of who was involved, but yeah, no, it's either way, it's not good. So, uh, even just yeah. more bad press for Naughty Dog as people leave that organization and stuff. It's like, it's just a shame because those guys, like, I don't know, they make great games. I'm confident they can still make great games, but it's just with more people leaving, it just doesn't look too good for them, right? So, yeah. um,. The Pokemon Company uh, confirms that you will not be going to Kanto, Johto, and Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. This comes after a trailer showed a very familiar locale, and they said that that was actually in a new uh, city within the Alola region, but it will be still in Alola, not in Johto, Kanto. So, uh, Casey, I know you're a pretty big Pokemon fan. <laughs> Are you disappointed by this news? Yeah, I guess, okay, so I guess two things made me mad for the news. We haven't got to the second one yet, but okay. yeah, this first one, like, that's that's really disappointing. Like, I really wanted to go. <laughs> so, yeah, that, re- that really sucks. Yeah. I don't know. That I feel like... too, because, like, uh, they have said that this is going to be the last of the 3DS uh, Pokemon games, so this there won't be any more after this. It'll all go... What? Wait, I didn't hear... Wait, when did they say that? Like, I haven't heard that yet. This, this past week. They said that basically this will be the last of the 3DS Pokemon games and that, I guess, supposedly it will go to the Nintendo Switch after this, but yeah, basically this will be the last of the 3DS iteration of games, so... Um, you know, I was kind of, like, hoping we'd at least get something, you know, nice, you know, uh, you know, big thing like that, but... I don't know. Some people are even speculating that they might just be fibbing and they want to keep it a secret. But I'm like, I don't know. That seems like a really big stretch to be like, yeah, they're lying yeah. about something like that. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. I feel a like long con, just, yeah. Yeah, they probably just realistically did not put it in. Um, but but uh, then why would they? I, don't, I guess I haven't seen exactly what it looks like. But like, why would they? Why would they put it in knowing that everyone thinks that it's Kanto? I don't know the heck it's <laughs> so frustrating it is um plus two like i can't imagine that it would be that hard for them to do because i mean i'm sure part of the difficulty in designing anything like that is you know getting the layout but you already have the layout from the previous game so all you have to do yeah. is basically just do it up in the new artwork which i can't imagine would take them that long um so I, you know it almost seems more like if they aren't doing it it's more of a purposeful choice that they're not doing it rather than you know oops we just forgot to do this like i'm pretty sure they <laughs> yeah. they know people want it then them not including it probably just means that either a that i'm assuming they're probably saving up for another uh rehash of the original games because there was obviously the original games and then there was the fire red leaf green and then there mm-hmm. hasn't been anything else aside from that but i imagine that they're going to probably re remake those is probably my guess 
Yeah. yeah, and if they're gonna move them onto the Switch, like I could see them also like saving it for something for the Switch to get like I don't know, maybe people who only had a 3DS to like come to the Switch side. So yeah, who it knows? Yeah, they probably have some sort of like secret plan about it. I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, also too. I mean, I, we we look at something like Pokemon Go, which is like insanely popular because. You know, people know those Pokemon. So I feel like if they had like a standalone Pokemon Red Blue Redux on the Switch, I mean, people would probably mm-hmm. go crazy for that because it's like people went crazy for Pokemon Go. And you know, there's a Pokemon that I like in the newer generations, but like I guarantee you, Joe Schmo, who hasn't played Pokemon in almost two decades, will look at some of those Pokemon and have no clue what's going on. So <laughs> yeah, totally. Maybe that's part of it too. Maybe they want to like save it for its own thing, but. I'm, I'm so disappointed. I would love to go back to Johto Kanto. Yeah. Uh, well, they're going to release, like, a new generation of Pokemon on Pokemon Go. Did you hear that? Yeah, I guess that's actually another bit of news that uh, I, I actually forgot to put in. But, yeah, the Pokemon the Gen 3 is now coming to Pokemon Go. I, yeah, I think it's Gen 3. Yeah, which makes sense. I figured they won't be happy until they have every single Pokemon. You just have to traverse this entire Earth just to, like, get them all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bye mom. Yeah. gotta go to asia to go catch this uh particular pokemon i'll see you back in like two years <laughs> but uh yeah no it's uh it's all i think it's a good time to be a pokemon fan i just kind of wish they they uh put in some uh, good post-game content for this new one but i still want to pick up ultra sun or ultra moon like i'm no doubt mm-hmm. i'm gonna probably still play it but i'm just like come on guys put something in there for us fans i agree um, Nappa and Captain Ginyu have been revealed for uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh, Nappa is a pretty interesting character, but Captain Ginyu is like even more interesting because even though it's a fighting game, he basically has like a ton of summons. He summons like the Ginyu Force to join him in the fight. Like it's super weird and crazy. But <laughs> like I very rarely do you see like a character in a fighting game be like more like a summoner like in a traditional RPG game, but like. That's kind of how it sounds like he plays. There hasn't been any like video of how he plays, but man, I'm just super excited for this game. Uh, when it comes out, I'm probably gonna just like go into the wilderness for like a couple days and just not come back until I've played that game to completion. <laughs> uh, Cuphead has gone platinum with over one million copies sold. Wow, good yeah. for them. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, cute animated cartoon characters all over the place. I actually still want to play that game, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, Activision, uh, there's a patent. uh, Bad matchmaking in order to push microtransactions. That's not good. This is what I am angry about. Same. There's no no better way to put it than to say this is just fucked up. So basically their patent allows them to... um, rig matchmaking right so like if you're like a you know new more beginner junior player and they'll match you with some more expert player who has this you know insane gun that can destroy you and then it'll push you to want to pay money to buy that gun or you know if you're already paying money they'll the same thing like you're you know you paid money to buy this insane gun and you're destroying noobs poning everybody and you feel great and now you want to spend more money so i don't know this whole thing just it's disgusting to me. It's pretty gross. 
it's like, hey, let's yeah. not actually pair you with someone of similar skill. Let's just turn this into a marketing exercise. It basically sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty pretty shitty. Um, yeah, because I don't even know how that would work though, because I don't think anyone who keeps losing at a multiplayer game like that is going to be like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spend more money to get better. They're probably just going to be like, well. I'm going to return this game because I'm not that great at it or it sucks or whatever. And then I'm going to move on and buy something else. Right. So, yeah, exactly. I'm hoping that's the mentality that everybody gets. Yeah. Like I hope people would just stop playing a crappy game if they purposely rig the matchmaking in order to get you to buy more. Yeah. You know, like yeah. with a lot of the multiplayer games I play, I play them because I feel like I have a fair shot. I don't, I wouldn't want to play it because, you know, some guy, you know, is, better than me and just puts me in my place every match like that would just suck so yeah all right um epic games sues fortnite uh cheaters for copyright infringement so that's kind of interesting <laughs> yeah that is interesting like why for copyright infringement like i can get why you just don't like cheaters but why copyright okay i i can explain this so okay. you know it's it's not really special if like publishers or game developers ban players and cheaters um that's been done it's obviously not working you know perfectly because they're always coming back especially if it's like a free game like fortnite battle royale people just make a new account come back so what they're uh, suing aren't actually people who necessarily use uh these cheating uh, I guess software what they're suing is they're actually suing the people who make them um, okay. So because they are modifying game code they claim that it's uh, basically You know a copyright infringement. So that is Most of their case the other side is of course cheating is terrible and everybody should hate on cheaters But yeah. that's basically it. Yeah, that makes sense mm. too, right? Like it's almost like the same thing with pirating like with pirating, they go after the people who are actually like ripping and hosting the movies and stuff and music. They don't go after the people who are necessarily downloading. I mean, they're probably partially mm -hmm. in criminal uh, or you know, as uh, you know, uh, in trouble as these other guys. But you know, I can see why you would go after these guys who are basically making it because it makes more sense to go for the yeah. problem. So. Especially since they're actually they're quite famous in that cheating community and I think one of the guys even said like And I'm paraphrasing but he said something along the lines of like I'm gonna make Fortnite battle royale like Chaos basically. I just want to turn it into like utter chaos So they basically have him You know saying that on the internet. So <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I think they've got a case. I don't know <laughs> I just feel also too like cheaters in any game are just like why do you even bother doing this so like yeah i always feel like it's just so much work just to like get that satisfaction but like are you really getting that satisfaction Cause it's not like you're actually like <laughs> skillful you know it's not like if you cheat at call of duty or something you're like great at the game you just cheated on it so i never get right. that but you know what for those people who do good on you they'll take away all your cheating stuff so <laughs> <laughs> Um, Xbox One officially licenses keyboard and mouse support, uh, so that's going to be coming soon. So that's pretty exciting. Weird. I, I wonder what you would use it for, though. Like, what? I guess MMOs that are on there, maybe, or like FPS. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you could use first-person shooter. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it depends on how, uh, you know, they they can map 
the the Xbox controller to it. Like, how much control do you have on remapping uh, general input? Mm. Um, I, I did a. T- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just All gonna right, say, like, I kind of just imagine that they'll probably put that in the hands of the developers to maybe say, okay, well, if, the, if your game is gonna support mouse and keyboard, like, you kind of have to be responsible for, you know, mapping it to the keyboard command so to speak yeah i mean they could totally do it all on uh you know the the os side where you know the the xbox controller maps one-to-one to some different buttons on the keyboard it's just i i'm as long as they make it you know uh intuitive and not like some crappy interface that you gotta drill down you know 14 menus into i I just I have low expectations because I'm just really not pleased with the Xbox One interface in general. So, uh, yeah, hope it's good. You can pin like 40 things to your front page now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh man, I just looked at that and I'm like, this is just ugly. Like, like okay, I can put like 40 things on here. It doesn't look pleasing. I can't understand it. Um, yeah, I looked into this uh, keyboard stuff a bit. Um, it looks like like it's not a full keyboard, first of all. It, it looks mm-hmm. like one of those, you know, number pad things that with extra toggles and dongles and buttons that you could assign to. And I think um, it actually, I don't know if the mapping would be done through the actual Xbox software. I'm wondering whether it'll come with its own thing or mm. not, but I don't know how that would work. But apparently they said that you could, you know, like it'll support, I don't know, like it'll support, I think, more customizable mapping than you would really think that, you know, an Xbox would allow. So uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just curious about like whether any PC people who want to play maybe certain, I don't know, what other uh, exclusives Xbox One has now <laughs> that maybe they would prefer to use mouse and keyboard to play on the Xbox. And whether that would like change up skill levels or anything like that, because uh, apparently people who are good with mouse and keyboards are generally much better at aiming. Just yeah, it definitely seems like it would be an unfair advantage for like people playing, say, Overwatch, uh, you know, to be able to aim with the mouse and keyboard versus people using the, the dual stick way on the controller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it also makes sense too, because. Microsoft this whole generation has tried to been like, hey, guess what? This is uh, PC and Xbox One. It's all the same culture. Like, you know, you can buy these games for Xbox and play them on PC too, and all this other stuff. So, I guess it makes sense to a degree that they're gonna they were gonna do this. I I also wonder how much longer until uh, Sony decides to put that in with the PS4 because you know they're gonna try to. They're gonna just be like, mm-hmm. well, so yeah. Microsoft can't be the only ones doing this. So, um, but. Uh, you know, it's also kind of funny too, because now, you know, even before that, you could actually buy like these dongles and adapters and stuff to play uh, mouse and keyboard on your consoles. But it was always kind of like not a perfect solution. Uh, it wasn't always the most reliable. So I think it just made sense that eventually they would just say, "Well, let's not give these monies or give money to these people who are putting out these adapters. We'll just do it ourselves." So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, that's the news of the week. Let's bit, uh, get on to what we've been playing. Um, I'll start with you, Jamie. What have you been playing lately? Uh, so <clears throat> last week I uh, picked up Cuphead, uh, which I've been playing uh, not a super ton, but like I played it through like the first 
uh, set of bosses, like the first world or whatever. And uh, man, that game is hard. <laughs> uh, oh, is it? It's it's not very forgiving uh, right away. Like so, it's totally like a Contra kind of game with with um, you know the the 1930s cartoon style art. Uh, and Contra is like one of those series that I really really love. So I figured I'd pick it up and and give it a go. And yeah, it took me a uh, quite a bit to get through some of those those first uh, set of bosses. They it's very cool. Like the patterns are um, are are difficult, and uh, you know it, it's 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 one of those games that like if you practice it a lot, you'll be able to do it pretty 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 easily. But uh, until you get down those patterns and get down like the the places that here's where I stand when this happens, uh, it, it's quite difficult. Uh, but yeah, I'm really liking it so far, and and the uh, the art style and like the music and everything is is just really cool. Yeah, quick question about that, like, because I know there's like you know there's different kinds of difficulty I feel like in games where like a game could be hard and you just want to give up, and then there's ones where it's hard but you also feel like you're at least still like moving along. Do you feel like you're at least still moving along at this game and like still going at a pretty brisk pace? Yeah, like I, I totally. It's it's kind of like that Super Meat Boy thing where you're just constantly restarting and trying to do it better the next time. Like the fights don't take a super long time. It's just like you'll be like, oh crap, I died because I was standing in the wrong spot. So then you learn, and then the next time you try to remember not to stand in that spot when when you hit like phase two of the boss, um, and you learn, oh, if I use this, uh, you know weapon loadout on this boss is a lot easier than if i was to use this one uh so it's a lot of trial and error and it i don't think it ever feels like you know like oh, this is too hard i just need to quit it's just always like the the i can learn from this and i can get better kind of hard um yeah i, re I really like it and i'm going to try to beat it this weekend <laughs> that's awesome uh cool. anything else uh yeah i also picked up uh evil within two uh, which I think came out last Friday. Um, and that game is fantastic. Uh, so it's it's a continuation of the story in the first game uh, and the improvements they've made to the actual like gameplay are just it, it makes it ten times better for me so far. Um, they they did a lot to to make the action a little bit more. Uh, What's the word? So, so it's not quite as like stiff, I guess, in the, as the first one was. Like the controls in the first one were kind of stiff and archaic and and janky in spots. Uh, they 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 brought it up to like modern standards where you like clicking the left stick now actually makes you sprint uh, by default, which was one of the big problems I had with the first one where you had to like hold a button to sprint. I just felt weird. Uh, so so the other thing that I really like about the game so far is just that i'm i'm seven or eight hours in and i've only played through one level uh oh, which wow. is kind of crazy yeah mm -hmm. so so it's the first game was very linear uh where you'd play through a chapter and you'd be done and you'd move on to a new environment and new chapter uh and so far in this one i've only played through like two actual chapters and they're kind of in the same environment and like i said i've spent like seven hours in this environment trying to explore it and find secrets um and so yeah it's 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 a lot more open-ended and it gives you a little bit more freedom to do different things you can be stealthy you can you can go after the enemies uh you know pretty uh directly if you want uh but you're gonna have to craft more ammo and stuff uh but yeah it's it's cool 
it's really cool and and the uh like the enemy design is really cool too uh that they have like some really unique uh designs like look wise and then they make these really gross sounds that uh kind of like tell you like what enemies are nearby so you kind of know what to prepare for uh but yeah i, I like it a lot are the enemies like demonic thingies yeah so like uh in the first game like everything was like had this like weird like wrapped in like barbed wire kind of aesthetic and this one it's like everything looks sick like there's oh. enemies with like giant boils on them and Ew. yeah it, it, <laughs> other other enemies are like this like pile of twisted corpses that has gas emanating from uh-huh. it it makes this creepy ass noise it's it's really cool um if you're into like horror games i definitely recommend it that sounds right up my alley. <laughs> I was glad to hear that's an improvement too, because I had issues with the first one. So I'm glad to hear that it uh, sounds largely like it's been fixed in the second one here. Yeah, I'm hoping that it stays at this pace. Like, like I said, it. I've only played through two chapters, so as long as it like maintains this kind of uh, uh, direction, I think it'll be good. If it if it you know narrows down, it might lose some of that, but uh, we'll see. Nice. Anything else? Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, I can't think of anything else I really played. I played Destiny, but I've talked about that enough here, so. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what about you, Casey? What have you been playing? Uh, okay, so I'm I'm still playing Bloodborne. I haven't made it very far, um, but yeah, I've been playing that one um, more and more. Uh, I don't know, like, I really like that game, but... Um, I get. I guess I'm that kind. Well, I saw this meme the other day again on Reddit, where it was like, "There's two types of gamers. Like one who like tries really hard to get really strong, so at the end when you get to the boss, it's like not that hard." Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm like more on that level. So I haven't really made it through a lot of the game, but I've played a lot of hours because then I just try and become way too strong. So I should probably just mm-hmm. move forward with that. Um, I, I don't never, know. I'm just, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I never asked you. Have you played any of the other uh, Souls games? No, this is the first one that I played. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, and, and, I don't know. <laughs> it's one really, to start. I, it's really, it's really scary too. But same yeah. kind of thing. Like you know where they are now, so like, but still, like I'll forget where like the little rabid dogs are. So if I'm like wandering around, and, like one pops out of nowhere, like it's still terrifying. But. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not like a huge horror game fan, and I don't even know if this would be classified as horror, but I think it's scary. So, well, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even like the the creatures are scary, and like the game Jamie was just talking about it sounds. I don't know if I'll play that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds terrifying. Um, and then I played uh, Gauntlet Slayer Edition. Um, oh. I don't know if you guys have played that before, but like top down hack and slash, and I was like the warrior character, so that was pretty cool. Um, but I haven't, I only played that a couple times so far. Um, I played with a friend of mine, and so yeah, it wasn't interesting. I've never really played like that style of game before, um, but it was cool. Yeah. Have you guys played it? I think that's the one that came out on, it was like free for PlayStation Plus a couple months ago, maybe, that's right? That's what I was, okay. was going to say. I think that one was the free one, but yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. It's very uh, throwback to the old uh, Gauntlet, because I remember like 
on the Xbox 360, PS3, like took a lot of those kind of franchises and just turned them into just regular kind of hack and slash games. But it's nice to get the, get that old school feel, more or less. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Uh, let's see, Marvel Heroes Omega. I'm still working on that one. I played play as Luke Cage. I bought Jean Grey after, well, I guess while we were streaming last week. I leveled up, so I had to buy her. Um, and then Iceman. Now I'm playing as Black Panther, which I don't know if he's my favorite. And then Ghost Rider, also not not a big favorite of that one. But um, yeah, Iceman was cool, but I haven't really decided like the next character I'm gonna buy. I need to try. I feel like I should try like all of them before I make a decision. That's smart. But yeah, yeah. Like who I did actually, you end up buying? I, oh, sorry. I was gonna say, Sorry, I was who did you end up buying? <laughs> who did I end up buying? Yeah. Oh man, I've I have a few. Um, I like I have Ant Man. Ant Man's a lot of fun, but he's like kind of a weird character because all of his moves like require the mana, so it's easy for him to run out of mana and then be stuck with nothing. I actually played yeah. through Black Panther, and I actually kind of agree. I don't think he's all that great. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of fun ones, like Scarlet Witch is a lot of fun. Uh, I was playing as Venom on the stream. I haven't played as him since the stream, but he was pretty fun to play when we were streaming there. Um, there's a few yeah, that are like pretty fun. Rocket Raccoon's kind of cool, too, because he can like set up turrets and stuff, so he can do a lot of kind of like setup stuff like that. And then the turrets do most of the work, and then you can just pick off certain enemies in particular, so he's kind of fun, too. There's a lot of characters that I enjoy in that game. And then there's some that are just absolutely terrible like phil used to be on this podcast he when when we were playing the game like months ago when it came out he got daredevil because daredevil was free for playstation plus subscribers and he's like this guy's moves are literally hit somebody with two sticks every single time that's all <laughs> hit somebody with two sticks um so yeah some of the characters in that game are just really uninspired so um well I, okay, so I'm not, like, super familiar with Marvel Heroes, but I was, like, scrolling through the characters earlier, just kind of, like, seeing who was on there. Um, so who who is Squirrel Girl? Like, what is oh, that? Squirrel Girl <laughs> is an amazing character who is a very ironic character, too, because, like, I don't think on, like, paper she's really that powerful of a hero, but, like, there have been just these weird stories where they just beef up her powers and, you know, she can take down some like the most powerful villains in the marvel universe and stuff and it just what? yeah okay she's like a really ridiculous character it's, it's almost kind of like she's a bit of a joke character at this point but yeah a lot of people like to play her because yeah she's just part of the fun okay I'll, I'll have to try it um yeah i saw that i was like ah this kind of seems yeah it kind of seems like a joke but who knows maybe she'll maybe she'll be my new favorite yeah, they just added um, Loki to the game, too. I'm kind of wanting to check him out, but he's behind loot boxes, darn it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> of those loot boxes. Thor is actually pretty good, too. If you, Thor is a very... He's got a lot of good heavy-hitting powers, too. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like everyone is, like, the Hulk when we played that. There's just, like, Hulks everywhere. That's the thing. I, don't, sure. I never want to play as the Hulk just because I'm like, everyone plays as the Hulk. Because I think just because everyone's yeah. like, oh, the Hulk's the strongest there is. So he must be like the strongest character in the game, which he's not. <laughs> um, but 
people out play <laughs> as him. And it's just hilarious when you just roll into Avengers Tower and you see 20 Hulks running. Around <laughs> and it's always the same basic yeah. skin. They don't have like a skin for their Hulk. It's always basic skin Hulk. So. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, I guess, well, I'm still playing Horizon Zero Dawn, so. Nice. Yeah, just gotta finish that one. I'm I'm with Jamie, like, I guess maybe not a, on the same level as his Steam account, but I have a lot of backlogged games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot of games like that where it's like, I don't know, just looking, you're like, oh, I should probably beat that, and then it's like, I don't have the time. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you play for like an hour, and you're like, well, okay, I'll play again in another couple weeks. <laughs> you guys in a week. Um, yeah. And what about you, Dennis? What have you been playing? Still on the uh, Path of Exile grind. I've actually actually doing grind now because I'm at the end game with that summoner character I made. Did make okay. I did make a few changes. That uh, unique two-handed scimitar sword thing that j jumps out of your hand when you get a kill streak. I realized it's not really good for bosses because it's hard to get it or near impossible to get a kill streak <laughs> when you're in a boss room. Um, so I ended up, I like had like an offhand that I could switch to when I did bosses, but the damage just was not there. It was taking way too long. So I, I just kind of changed the build up a little bit because I found a couple of more unique items that modified the zombies that I summoned. And then I played around with, there's these things called specters that you could raise, which are essentially defeated enemies. So if you find like a rare monster that's kind of overpowered or something, you can raise a spectral version of it and then it just fights for you. Um, so it's really neat because I can summon like three of these same monsters and they'll help me do massive amounts of damage. And then I could kind of take off, uh, take care of the bosses much more quicker that way, but... That's pretty much what I've been doing. Starting to get bored of the end game. I don't have the drive that most of these people do that actually keep playing their character until level 100 or whatever, or until they beat the very last boss in the end game. The guy called Shaper, who I like, I haven't even gone close to. I haven't even gone to like. There are these four guardians that you must defeat before you can even reach him. I haven't even touched those. I just like. I feel like after 700 hours, I should be somewhat of, like, a moderate expert of this game. But no, I, I just suck. I can't. This game is really difficult if you don't invest, you know, heavy amounts of hours. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, Smite's the other game I've been playing on and off with some friends. It's pretty fun. I'm getting better. Still suck, but I'm getting better. Apparently, uh, everybody in the game is complaining about this warrior meta where essentially there's like two aspects. It's either you start the game, you do well in the first couple of minutes, and then you snowball, and then you win the match. Yeah. Or everybody like in the whole match, both teams are kind of even, and then it became this meta, which I don't know why, because I haven't played Smite in a long time, but now apparently everybody just builds defense. And you can like have like long team fights for a solid like two minutes, and everybody's just hitting each other and not doing that much damage because everybody's building super tanky. It's, it's just really weird. Hmm. But it's still a fun game. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to get better at it. Now, this, uh, this third game I've been playing is really good. I have you guys heard of the first game? It's Divinity Original Sin. 
I actually played the first game, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm actually really excited for this new one. Yeah, so I, I've never even heard of this game. My friend started playing it, the original uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. That's the one that I played. It's the first time I've heard of the series. And it's it's an amazing game. It's huge. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's like kind of a top-down. You can click to move around. Uh, it can be single-player or you can have like a party of four. You essentially create a character and then you explore this somewhat open world that's kind of in areas and then you follow this uh, storyline um, if you're playing by yourself you control a party of four otherwise if you're playing with friends you can each control like a character in the same campaign so that's what I've been doing with my friends and every time I play this game I feel like the phrase that um, youth is wasted on the young is just like ringing in my head because every time I play with them due to the time difference I stay up to like five in the morning <laughs> to party and play with guys. So, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's just one of those games that is totally worth doing that for, and I, I enjoy it a lot. If you haven't, um, maybe go onto YouTube or something. Check out, they have like a little gameplay video that shows you, because the combat system is actually turn-based, whereas everything oh, else weird. you just walk around. Yeah. It looks but, like, when I'm looking at pictures of it right now, it, it looks like a Diablo-style game, but it, and I, I figured it was like more like a Baldur's Gate or something like yeah. that. Yeah, but it's turn-based, which is weird, because I usually hate turn-based, because I suck. But then I found out that if you're playing with friends, then it's so much easier. I just, like, <laughs> I can't probably play this alone, because if I have to control four party members to get through the campaign, I, my brain's going to fry. It's not going to work. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm glad I just get my one character. I'll let the other people do whatever they want. It's perfect that way. Great game. Lots of like interactions with the environments. You know, there's like ground and air, for example, on the ground. If you have like pools of oil and you can explode that with fire damage or, you know, water, you can freeze it. And then maybe there's some chance that the enemy might slip. So there's a bunch of things like that that interact with each other, and based on your like elemental-based spells, it you can dish out massive damage, or you can just maybe teleport into like teleport them into a pool of lava and don't even have to fight them at all or something like that. So it's it's really creative in the sense that you can like play it however you want, and if you want to think outside of the box to uh, defeat an enemy, you totally can. It's it's so fun. That's Highly cool. recommend. Yeah. Well, the first one was a lot of fun. I kind of figured this one would be good too, so I'm not too surprised to hear that it's a good game. But yeah, that's awesome. Mm. Anything else? Last one is Insurgency. This is a first-person shooter. Have you guys played this? this is a PC only, so I'm. I'm not familiar with it. No. Yeah, it's it. it's very indie, I guess. Um. So it's a first-person shooter. It's shown up on Humble Bundle a couple of times. And even then, like, if you buy it on sale on Steam, you can get it for, like, two bucks. It's super cheap. Um, it's a game that runs in the Source engine, so FPS, as I mentioned. But what sets it apart is if you've played Call of Duty or Battlefield on hardcore mode, it's basically that. It's a very... Mm. Not quite milsim, but it's very hardcore there's no like HUD minimal, I suppose. You can tell who's your teammate. You can see a compass, and you can see where the objectives are. That's it. You don't get no mini map. You don't get your ammo count. You don't get anything. So 
it's kind of hardcore in that sense also because you don't get a crosshair and when you hip fire your gun actually does wobble around uh, so when you're moving your mouse it's not like your gun is always pointing at the center of the screen with a spread your gun actually moves around your screen a little bit so hip firing is really hard in that game you have to aim down sights very high damage model and that means if you're not wearing any sort of body armor, you basically get killed from one to two shots on center mass. Wow. Um, so hmm. it's it's insane. There's no like kill fee or sorry. Well, yeah, there's no kill fee, but some servers want to have that. So they have that, but there's no kill cam. So if you're, you know, trying to go for an objective and you get sniped, you're just dead. You could mm. maybe get an idea of where the snipe shot came from, but you have no idea who shot you. You don't know exactly where they are unless you saw them fire and saw the flash. You're just dead, right? So in that, it's like kind of a more hardcore uh, first-person shooter. There's different modes that are a little more like Battlefield Conquest or anything like that, or middle or maybe a smaller maps where you like escort a VIP player. And then you got to get them to the location. So it it's definitely a really fun game. It could be... Um, I think they're making actually... Or they're doing a remake uh, in... I think it was the Unreal Engine. They're working on it. And they're going to call it um, Insurgency Sandstorm. Oh, okay. So I'm looking forward to that. But right now, this game... If you like, you know... If you like any FPS... It's super cheap. If you want to pick it up, give it a shot. It's pretty fun. Um, there's a decent-sized community that still has quite a few servers. So yeah, it's a fun game. Awesome. Most people take it quite seriously, though, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, that's like almost every FPS game nowadays. You have people <laughs> who are just playing it for fun, and then a lot of other people are like just going crazy for it, right? So. Yeah. I guess that's kind of the course like nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unless you're playing PUBG. I feel like people in PUBG are pretty good. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of downtime in PUBG, right? Because you're running or you're driving. Yeah. Well, I thing I like about PUBG is, like, it forces you to, like, get along with people. And you can always, like, do the lone wolf thing, but you're, you're going to get punished for it. And not, like, in the sense that, like, the game kicks you out or anything. You're just going to, like, suck and get killed right away. So it's almost like... The game promotes you to actually like work with people. So when I play an FPS where it's just like people just doing their own thing and they don't really care about teamwork or anything. I'm just like, yeah. I guess uh, this is the alter alternative of uh, PUBG here. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, in terms of what I've been playing, uh, Friday the Thirteenth came out with a really big update. Uh, obviously, last Friday was Friday the Thirteenth, so makes sense. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was like big new breath of content in that game, uh, main of which being a new map and new Jason. So uh, part four Jason uh, is now added, and then there's the new Tommy Jarvis map. So uh, basically it has, well, they call it actually the Jarvis house, but it's kind of funny because it's like, even though they call it the Jarvis house, like it's not really the Jarvis house specifically, <laughs> like... There's the Jarvis house, and then there, if you're familiar with the movie, there's like a cabin across the way which has like these kids, and then the rest of the map is like actually really interestingly well designed. Uh, the there's a car on the map that you can drive away, but it's actually at like the like farthest end of the road possible, so it actually makes it a little bit harder to get off the map with the car now, which I think is awesome. Like it used to be so much easier to just get your car parts 
get your car running, just drive off, and you won the match. Uh, but now it's a little bit harder because it's all the way at the end, so you have a little bit farther to drive. It's still possible to drive off that map, but it's just a little bit harder now. So I've been playing that with a lot of the buddies that I was playing with before, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun to play. I still, like, I got it on, I got started playing again on the 13th with that new update, and I unlocked Part 4 Jason. I've yet to had a game where I actually play as him, and it's, like, really bugging me. I'm like, I just want a game <laughs> where I play as him. Just give me one, one match, that's all I ask. So, uh, yeah, I'm still trying to get that one match where I play as him, give him a try, but he looks cool, at least from his uh, skills and kills, so that's exciting. Um... I pre-ordered the Fractured But Whole, and then when I pre-ordered <laughs> the name was just ridiculous, sorry. <laughs> no, it is. It's like the most ridiculous game, our name. And then you can tell it was intentional, too. Like, it was. this was not an accident. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think last week when you said it, I thought that you were saying what it sounds like. And then today when I was, like, reading the notes for today and I saw what the actual name was... I, that's just so clever. Like, good yeah. for South Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I uh, I mean, I pre-ordered that game, and it was funny because they gave me the Stick of Truth for free, so I was actually playing through that one, the first one that came out. I played it when it came out, but I haven't played it in a while, so I was playing through that. That wasn't, like, that much either. That game's only, like, 8 to 10 hours, so it's not that long. And then, yeah, I've been playing the Fractured Butthole. Uh, the name still is great. Um, <laughs> it's, like... It's a lot easier than the first game. Like, I'm playing on the hardest difficulty, and I haven't really had to repeat any fights or anything. Like, I'm pretty... I'm going through the game at a pretty brisk pace, and again, I don't think it's that hard. So, um, if you don't normally play games on the hardest difficulty, you can probably just ratchet up the difficulty on this game and go through and get, you know, a good platinum trophy or a couple trophies out of it. Because, yeah, it's not that hard to go through with uh, the hardest difficulty. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Obviously, the humor's there. Um, there's, like, a couple parts where I've actually just been, like, I've had to pause the game because I'm, like, laughing for a few minutes straight. Like, um, in the game, like, you go through this tutorial section where Cartman basically tries to, like, set up your character so you choose your class and all these other things. And he's like, you need your superhero origin story. And I don't think there's any other way to get a different origin story, but the one that I got was hilarious where... Um, <laughs> As a you, you, your kid uh, hears mom screaming and thinks that she needs help and rushes over to find that you know the, the dad's having sex with her and you know it just is like that's the scary moment that causes you to be a superhero. So I thought that was great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I really want to play that game. I'm hoping to pick it up uh, in the next couple weeks. Yeah, uh, it's. The combat's a lot better, too, because I found the combat in the first game was turn-based, and this one's a little bit, like, it is kind of turn-based, but it's also more, it's kind of like Fire Emblem, I guess, is the closest comparison. I There's, can like, movement of. in it, right? Like, tactics yeah. kind of stuff? Yeah, so before you actually make your move, you can kind of move around and kind of line up your shots, so to speak, so... Um, that's kind of part of the fun of the game too. And, you know, there's a few extra moves where you can like give yourself an extra move and stuff. So it kind of makes it a little more dynamic than it was in the first game. Like I thought the combat in the first game was great, but this one just is definitely a uh, step up in terms of, nice. you know, there's a few more elements to keep in mind. Like, you know, there's moves too, where, you know, the, 
like an enemy will do a super powerful move but it takes them two moves to do so you can you know either disrupt it or move out of the way or something like that so there's a little bit more sophistication in the combat and yeah the story and jokes are just as crude as they were before um you know i i just find it hilarious like a lot of the stuff that goes on in that game is just ridiculous like most games i actually tend to turn down the volume and just like listen to a podcast instead because it's like if you're playing some games you just don't need to hear the audio but that game of like no i have it up and i'm paying very close attention to what's being said because it's <laughs> hilarious um i'm playing pokemon moon that was kind of like something that came out of the blue i um i kind of take a break from metroid because i was playing that for a bit and i just kind of got bored with that game and then I was like, well, I got my 3DS. I'll play Pokemon Moon again. So I was playing through that. Uh, having a lot of fun with that. I still don't think it's like my favorite of the Pokemon games, especially the 3DS ones. But it's still a pretty fun game to play. Going through and getting some of those Pokemon I didn't catch the first time. Uh, I picked up a game called A Hat in Time. Have you guys heard mm. of this game before? Yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen screenshots. It's interesting because it's like basically like a PS1, N64 era 3D platformer. So it's in the vein of those kind of games. Uh, but very like uh, cute kind of cartoony style. The gameplay is very much, yeah, as you would expect those games to play. Like a lot of collect-a-thons, platforming and stuff. I actually probably think it's probably my favorite of those types of games that have come out. Because we've had a few of them. Uh, you know, like Sonic Mania came out. It was kind of like a call back to the platformers and then you had ukulele and all that stuff but this one in terms of i mean what i find i, I find the gameplay of it to be really great i mean it also kind of sucks because super mario odyssey is going to come out in a few weeks and i feel like i'm going to totally <laughs> forget about this game but uh for now at least it's it's a lot of fun uh still playing some PUBG. uh i feel like it's just a game i go back to every like you know once a night or you know once every couple of nights in a week or so i'll just go play with some friends uh, I'm not playing it as often, but it's still kind of like a fun game to play. Uh, Marvel Heroes Omega. I was playing that again. Um, I actually like leveled up Black Panther to level 60. Uh, and I instantly was like, I don't think he's all that great. I'm probably not going to play him anymore. But uh, it was worth a shot, at least. Uh, question mark. <laughs> um, at least now you get his bonuses, right? You get the, the what are they called? The... Um... When you get level 60, don't you get, like, a bonus for getting a character that high or something? Or is it maybe 30? Uh, well, after 30, you start getting traits. And traits are kind of cool because they can change up your abilities a little bit. So, um, like, some just add damage or, you know, whatever else. But some, like, totally change the nature of your uh, abilities that you have. So those can be kind of cool. But at 60, you don't really get much... I mean, trying to think of the trying to think of what I think what what it's called. Like, there's like an affinity bonus or something like that. You're probably thinking of the infinity system, which is uh, that actually happens when you get your first level sixty character, and then uh, you actually level it up. Doesn't it goes across your whole account? It's not just per character, so you can actually level up a few different characters, and it all go towards your infinity system. But what that system does is, yeah, there's a few different infinity stones that you can choose from. Then each one has different traits that you can put uh, your points into. Uh, and it's different for each character, so you don't have to just set it into one and it applies to all your characters. Each character can basically get the same number of infinity points to put into their account. Um, so, um, what was the character? Oh yeah, when I was playing through Ant-Man, because Ant-Man was a character that I got to like level 27, I stopped playing him, so I picked him up again to play some more of. 
and uh, because I unlocked the Infinity System, I think it made it a little bit easier to play as him because I basically put in points to beef up his mana because his, his moves use up like a ton of mana. It just makes him kind of hard to use, so I just gave it so he has a ton more than he probably ever needs so that he doesn't ever run out of it. So it's kind of cool uh, playing that. I still am trying to find like a character I really am motivated to go to level 60 for, but for now at least I'm just kind of I'm kind of like you, Casey, where I'm just like going around and trying different characters to see uh, which one I want. Oh, I did get Storm to level 60 actually too, so that's something. Um, and then finally Hearthstone. I just I'm always playing Hearthstone. It's just <laughs> it's a game I'm just constantly playing. It just it never ends. Um, going through doing arena runs. I got the a new Death Knight. I got the uh, Mage one, uh, Frost Lord Jaina. That's pretty. That is the most overpowered <laughs> one, yeah. I think. Oh, I I think so too. It's oh, I also got the Shaman one too. The Shaman one's really cool because, um, well, the J Frost Lord Jaina one basically it deals damage and you can beef up this damage, but default is one damage, and if it kills an enemy. Uh, minion, it basically will summon this 3 6 minion with lifesteal. So basically, lifesteal is you hit uh, the opponent, and then the damage that you deal uh, translates also to health restored to you. So it's super overpowering to just go and finish off some enemies that are low health, and then you summon a minion. So, in terms of like board control, it's insane. Uh, the shaman one I got is pretty fun too because it uh evolves all of your uh minions by two mana cost and so you just throw out a, a ton of like low cost minions and then maybe a couple like five cost minions or something like that and then you just deploy that to card and then you just get like you know something like five to seven cost uh, cards all across the board it's super overpowered wow. but, yeah <laughs> And it doesn't, like, most times people won't pay, well, they don't care, right? Because they see that you're just putting these low-cost minions, they don't really think about it, right? But then you play that card, and all of a sudden they're just like, well, I'm going to just leave now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, right, let's uh, hop into some emails here. Um, first email is from Gary Nerds. How does everyone feel about the SNES Classic a few weeks later in terms of launch itself, games, was it overhyped? Well, I uh, was lucky enough to get one, uh, so I I love mine. Uh, I do think that it was a little bit of a smoother launch than the NES Classic, at least, because I haven't seen quite as many people, you know, flipping tables that they didn't get one this time. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I don't. I definitely don't think it's overhyped. Uh, I think if you're into retro gaming, it's a really good way to be able to play. You know, twenty one really good Super NES games. Uh, and if you like the, you know, the package that it looks like a little tiny Super Nintendo, uh, that's just the bonus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't picked one up, but I at least for where I stand, it looks a little overhyped just because it's like, you could probably get those games on an emulator or something. But oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I get the appeal of it being like, well, you know, you're getting these games on a, from an, in an official capacity and stuff. Uh, one thing I was actually curious about, Jamie, I don't know, I haven't really seen people mention this, but did they manage to fix the cable issue with the NES Classic? Because there was the controller and the cable was like super short. Did they fix it's... that? What they're doing? It's probably 
maybe twice as long as the last one, but it's still not quite long. I think they're like five feet long, which sounds okay. But when you actually like think about a living room and how it's set up, it's not quite okay. Uh, So I I actually bought some controller extenders uh, for like, you know, eight bucks or something like that on Amazon. And those add another 10 feet and now it's fine. So that's good that at least there's some kind of solution, even if you have to spend a little bit extra money to get it. Uh, right. Uh, nerds. How does the humor in the fractured butthole... I love how he actually spelled it. How, <laughs> how <does> it <laughs> like, is this how you read it last week when I said it, Casey? Like, is that how you heard it? Yes. Okay. That's what I was yeah, thinking. I was like, what a ridiculous name for a game. And then I read it today, earlier when you wrote it on there, how it actually is. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> no. That... <laughs> it's funny. I'll help figures. That's how it's actually written in the game. Uh, but yeah, how does the humor in the fractured butthole compare to the stick of truth? Uh, it's good. Uh, I feel like compared to the, the stick of truth, which is more like fantasy based, it, uh, the fractured butthole kind of can not only do its typical South Park humor, but it also can really pinpoint on a lot of like the comic book, movie, superhero kind of fads and stuff. Like, there's a part where like. Um, uh, the kids are all sitting around the table and uh, this one kid's like when do I get my own Netflix series and then Cartman's like shut the fuck up it's not until I tell you you get one and all this other stuff like, it's just like <laughs> stuff like that it's just so like you get the South Park humor but you also get the added humor of like if you know like you know Marvel and DC and all their films and stuff it just adds that extra layer of humor that you're gonna understand those <laughs> jokes uh, but even just on its own it's still really funny like um there's this one point in the game where you have to go to raisins which if you're familiar with the show it's like their version of hooters but it's all these like little <laughs> tiny girls um, oh, yeah. and the, the the game just has this part where you go in and it's hilarious because like the abilities of the girls is called charm and basically it converts anyone in your party to become an enemy for a few turns i just think it's hilarious because it's like they actually take this thing in the in the show that you know they actually kind of prescribe this like more traditional rpg element to it so it's it's pretty funny when you're going in just like uh the girls are like come over here sweetie and then one of your party just goes over and starts fighting you because there's an effort with these like little girls in the outfits. it's just great it's awesome yeah uh nerds a horror game you would like to see remade or get a sequel movie hmm dead space rip visceral games that's yeah. a good one um i'm gonna say give me a goddamn silent hill please (laughs) let's see did he say sequel i want a sequel to alien isolation oh man yes (laughs) because alien isolation was so good i want a sequel to that one and i don't know if we're ever gonna get one because no one's ever said anything about that they just kind of put it out. I thought they would start a new franchise, but then they haven't really done anything with it. So I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely like the best Alien game that's out there. I think oh, yeah. uh, it's so good. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. And for in terms of like a horror game too, I feel like it's really good because it's like I don't know. I feel like a lot of games, a lot of horror games nowadays, give you just absurd weapons, and it's like oh, you can just mow down the enemies with the machine gun, but you really have nothing to combat the threat in that game. That's what makes it so. Scary right. is that, you know, if the alien does catch you, you there's nothing you can do, really. So, Any, anything else? 
Um, I mean, I don't really play horror games, but like Slender Man, but a VR version of Slender Man. Oh, I think that would be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Slender Man was, uh, uh, Matt, I think I remember, like, that was the game where, like, the there was some girl that murdered her friend and pinned it on the Slender Man or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that happened in, like, Wisconsin or something. Some, like, Midwest state. Yeah, where she said, like, Slender Man made her do it or something creepy. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I'm also going to just add in there, Left 4 Dead. What the hell happened to that franchise? Yes, please. Yeah. What? Wait, isn't, isn't there a second one coming out, or that one already came out? You can play it right now. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's a fun game, the second one. Actually, I think, too, you don't even need the first one now, because the second one added free DLC that basically puts the whole campaign of the first one into the second one. Yep. I think the only difference is you can't use the characters from the first one in the second one, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, That'd be the only difference, but... Yeah. yeah, and the characters in the first one are pretty great, actually, so I can see that being something that a lot of people would want to see. Uh, Glenn says, Nerds, is there any game uh, that you wish had the Assassin's Creed Origins Discovery Mode? Not necessarily for educational purposes, but as a way to explore a game you might never play or show someone a game uh, world without having to play through the game? Glenn. Hmm. Maybe Witcher 3? That'd be a good one. I was thinking about, like, how it would be to exist in that world as a traveling merchant. Because you see those around every now and then when you're playing in the game. And you'll see, like, some traveling merchants just walking around. I, I think... Somebody should make a mod where you play as the traveling merchant and you just go from place to place and buy and sell stuff and try to make a profit, but also try to survive all the monsters and bandits. I would play that. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to say I would like a way to play Bloodborne without constantly yeah. fearing for my life because the game <laughs> is gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's lots of, like, cool things in that game where I'm like, I'd like to look around a bit more, but I'm, like, being chased by all these monsters, so I'm just going <laughs> to run away. <laughs> yeah. No, but, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, Jamie. Um, I would say Pokemon, probably. Like, if you think about it, too, you could easily do something like that in a Pokemon game and just call Pokemon Snap and people would lose their minds. <laughs> I should think they have, they have yeah. a Pokemon Snap-esque mode in the Pokemon Sun and Moon. But I don't know how... I can't remember that being something memorable. Yeah. What, you, remember, you know what I'm talking about, right, Casey? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, like... Yeah, like, when you go in the caves and yeah. every two steps, like, you have to go into a battle or you run away. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, yeah. avoid certain areas of the game because it's like, gets to a point where it's kind of annoying. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, that would be cool. I agree. Or even uh, Star Wars Battlefront, you know, I th like e Star Wars fans would go crazy if you were like, yeah, you can go up up close and see what Darth Maul's face looks like, or you know, mm -hmm. look at what like a Tie Fighter looks like up close. You know, like I would probably get nothing out of that, but I imagine like Star Wars fans would lose their minds. It would just be like, whoa, that's awesome. Take a guided tour of the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, just don't fall down the shaft. Whatever you do. <laughs> 
would be fun if they did like the Star Wars one, but then they turn into like a fake educational game where you like went around and like learned all about like Star Wars history. <laughs> this Jedi I has would, one. Blade. I would play that. Darth Maul has how many blades? Star Wars Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and then they could do a loot box thing with it too, right? Where you know. Yeah, every time you learn something, you get a loot box for it. It's like educational, and you get rewards. So no, that sounds that sounds too irresponsible. do on point. Um, I see one's from Henry Nerds. Do you think Marvel games should have their own shared universe, a la the MCU films, or would you rather they do their own thing? Hmm, that's a good question. What do you think, um, Jamie? I mean, I think, I don't know, like, what the benefit of having the connected universe, like, I guess if you want to tell, like, a really large story, it makes sense to do that. Um, But besides that, I don't, I don't know, like, I think having games be their own thing is, is always a okay idea, just because then you can kind of, uh, you know, have each one have its own kind of personality without it, like, having to fit the, the mold that all these other games are in, maybe. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's necessary, but I think if they wanted to do it, it'd be a cool thing, I guess. Yeah. I think, like, part of the fun of these games is just letting developers do their own thing. So, I feel like if they had to, like, work with other developers to, like, you know... Make sure assets were all the same, etc. I mean, it could, it would be fine, but I feel like you would lose some of the luster. Like, you know, as much as I like Marvel Heroes, it's not as polished of a game as the new Spider-Man game that's coming out. So, I would right. want that Spider-Man game to sort of lose quality because it has to match up with what Marvel Heroes is doing. If that makes sense, like, I, I don't know. Like, I can see why people would like that, but at the same time, too, I just don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, too, you also have the problem too of. You know, some games are PC only. Some games are going to only be on PS4. So how would you do that with a game that's on PS4? But, you know, if you only have a PC, you're going to be basically like, cool. I guess I can't figure out the next part of that story because I don't have the right console. So cool idea. I just don't think implementation-wise it would work out that well. Uh, what do you think, uh, Casey? Um, I don't. I don't really know, honestly. <laughs> Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too sure, because um, I guess the only Marvel game I've ever played is Marvel Heroes Omega, so I don't know what it could be with like the MCU films. So I'm not sure. All right, and what about you, Dennis? Would you rather that uh, games do their own thing or have a shared universe? I have no opinion on the subject matter. <laughs> I just like watching the movies. That's it. <laughs> there we go. And the shows. Yeah. All right. Final email is from Phil Nerds. My girlfriend of five years is finally wanting to get into gaming. We have a PS4, PC, and Switch. Uh, how do you recommend that I introduce her to games? Any recommendations? What books does she like? Or genres of movies? You know, maybe go down that route. Yeah. Um, definitely don't start her off with a game like Bloodborne. That yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh. Um. I. I mean. I guess we need like more information because, like, does he want a game that like to play together? Does he just want her like into games? Because like when like. 
my boyfriend and I first started dating, like I got a 3DS and then it became this like every time we go anywhere, I have to bring my 3DS to get like street passes. And I eventually like got really into the games. So I don't know, you could do something like that. Like, especially if she has to like commute, like playing a 3DS on a bus is better than like, I don't know, looking at stuff on your phone, in my opinion. But Mm. I guess that's one way to go about it. Yeah. Um, I think like something simple where there's like not too many elements that you have to think about is probably best too. Like, I don't yeah. know my girlfriend loves Marvel Heroes Omega because she doesn't have to worry about the camera. But anytime I give her a game with a camera and forget about it, like she just doesn't know what to do. She'll she'll be spending half, half her mm-hmm. time trying to figure out the camera in the game. So uh, I think if you can get a like a game that has like really simple elements, like even like a side-scrolling game or something like that. You know, probably simpler is the better way to go and then maybe introduce her to some more complicated ones down the road, maybe, or something like that. We also don't yeah, know. I agree. Or even just like an RPG that has, like, a really cool, like, storyline, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like Legend of Zelda. Yeah. I feel like that's a good starter game, especially one that's not, like, maybe not Ocarina of Time because that one can be kind of hard. But, mm-hmm. I don't know, one that's, like, interesting that she'll be like, oh, I want to figure out what's going on in the rest of the story. But, yeah. Trigger. Yeah, I like yeah. I, th- I think it's important just to find out, like, uh, you know, wh- what are what are her interests, and then try to find a game that kind of fits that um, fits that theme. Cause, like, my wife, when I when I first met her, she never really played games at all, and she wasn't really interested in it. And then I found out she liked uh, like the idea of Animal Crossing was something that really was intriguing to her, and so like I. I got her to play Animal Crossing, and now she's, like, hooked on it. Um, so, I mean, like, it, it's just a matter of finding something that resonates with that person and then easing them into it. Like, don't, yeah, like, like definitely don't get something too hard or too complicated where the controls are hard, uh, you know. Um, so, yeah, I agree with all the other points. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think it's going to also be a bit of hit like you might try some things she'll say nope i don't want to play this and other games that you might introduce her that she likes so i think it's uh something you probably are just gonna have to play around with and see what kind of works because yeah i don't think you can really just get it right on the first try i'm pretty sure there's probably gonna be at least a handful of times where you know she has a game that just doesn't mesh well so be prepared for that too it's gonna probably be a bit bit of a a learning curve so to speak but yeah trial and error <laughs> yeah and like oh and another thing that like don't like i guess like if i don't know because i've run into this where my boyfriend's been like introduced me to this game he's like this is my favorite game ever and then i don't like it and it turns into like a personal thing like oh, yeah. i don't know, like i'm not a huge <laughs> fan of like splatoon because i mean you play online and i don't know i'm like a lower level and then i die and so i don't want to play and then it's like it's my favorite game so i don't know like don't take it personal if she doesn't like it yeah. Some people just have different tastes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that goes for everyone. Not just uh, dating, but just life in general. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody just might not like the same thing you like, and we all just gotta learn to live with each other. Then uh, they're wrong. Yeah, right? Unless, unless it's the internet <laughs> and Twitter, in which case they're wrong, and you're gonna feverishly defend your, your opinion until your account gets blocked. Just kidding. That's right. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, do Sounds that. like you have experience with that. No, just kidding. I, you know, that's the the, the thing, right? You know, I, actually, yeah. The, you know, what was the oh, um, 
well, on my other podcast, Reading Through Nerds, I like tweeted out a couple uh, weeks ago because there was that new uh, trailer for that um, New Mutants movie, and I'm not excited for that movie at all. And I'm like, why are they releasing this movie in like the dead of night when most people are not going to be watching it? And then everyone was like, it's going to be the greatest movie of all time. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> calm down. I just said I am not excited for this movie. Like, calm down. Uh-huh. All right. Um, thanks for tuning in, as always. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can email us at 3angrynerdspodcast at gmail.com. Remember, it's spelled out T-H-R-E-E, not the number three. Everyone always is like, why didn't you read my email? And I'm like, I bet you somebody has that email, and they're, they're super frustrated. They're like, why do I keep getting all these <laughs> emails? Um, uh, yeah, and we'll, with that, we'll see you guys in uh, two-ish weeks. Bye for now. Bye, guys.